Welcome to the Beyond Mom Podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the On Air with Beyond Mom podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I know as much as anybody how precious your time is as a busy mompreneur. So I'm so happy that you're giving your time uh, to me, to this podcast, to these meaningful and inspiring discussions that I love to share with you. Today, I have one of my all-time favorite people here. Her name is Arielle Haspel, and she is one of the coolest, most positive women that I know, and I love watching Mm -hmm. her videos and reading her blog and learning from her. She really is a... um, a guru of healthy living and um, a fabulous New York City lady. So she's here with me right now. Hi, Arielle. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. (laughs) So I'm going to just tell you a little bit about her, about this lovely Arielle. And from there, we're just going to let our discussion speak for itself because I know it'll be a fabulous one. So Arielle is a nutrition and lifestyle expert, a speaker, an author, and a health cooking show host. Um, She's a graduate of the Integrative Nutrition School and has received uh, other certifications, one particularly from Columbia University, very cool. And after, um, after graduating school and diving into the wellness world and the coaching world, She started even designing a wellness jewelry company called the I Love Me Collection. And I I love that because Arielle exemplifies the person that just keeps creating as she gets inspired. So all of you right now, as you're listening, you should check out her website. It's BeWellWithArielle.com. And on this site, she shares her passions for healthy eating, lifestyle, entertaining. She also contributes to Glamour Magazine's Treat Yourself and Healthy Nation's Clean Eating Shows. Uh, She does private cooking classes, seasonal cooking classes, and cooks really incredible meals for her very lucky husband. And she posts them on Facebook all the time. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, can I eat that, please? <laughs> so Ariel is just an awesome, awesome person to know. So I'm excited to chat with you, my dear friend. So here we are. I, I would love to know, first and foremost, Ariel, how your family has inspired you because I'm lucky enough to know some of your family. I know your sister and I've met your parents at your events and it just seems like there's this family commitment to health and hosting and sharing and such good energy. So I wanted to hear about that. Sure. Um, so thank you for that warm introduction. I always <laughs> love I always love being in your community, Randy. Oh, thank you. Um, so, so what inspired me, you know, in terms of my family? Oh, my God. Well, my family has inspired me so much. So I grew up on the Upper East Side of Manhattan in a small apartment. If my mom's listening, sorry, Mom. I, I always tell, you know, tell everyone that the apartment was small. And my mom's like, don't tell everyone that the apartment <laughs> was so small. Um, but I say that because my mom always welcomed everyone with literally open arms um, and an open table for everyone um, in our small 
New York City apartment on the 21st floor, we would, she would literally have 20 people over on like a random Sunday night for a family barbecue. We would call it the Fearman Family Barbecue. That's my maiden name. And we would have 20 people over on like a random Sunday night. And, you know, we would make healthy burgers and, well, I don't know if they were so healthy back in the day, but, um, you know, she would just invite so many people over. And that's the same for holidays too. So I grew up in a household where um, the door was always open to feed people. And that's where I really learned, um, you know, not only generosity, but generosity for, you know, really nourishing people in a whole new way. Um, so it wasn't just the food that we gave them, but it was creating a very welcoming environment. And so that's what I, you know, try to do in my in my world today. And that definitely inspired me to cook. I mean, hands down, like, you know, now I can cook for like 12 people and, you know, in my semi-small New York City apartment. And the only way that I'm able to do that is, um, you know, the inspiration that I got from my own family. That's so awesome. My ins- yeah. And so then my inspiration for really the health side of things. So I ended up going to nutrition school. Um, and one of the reasons it was actually, and I think that we'll get into this, Randy, because I know that you're probably interested in hearing, you know, what really, really um, sparked my passion for going to nutrition school. But one of One of the reasons why what really sparked was that, you know, I was always surrounded by people with, you know, my mom grew up in the whole dieting world. So, you know, she grew up with Weight Watchers and, you know, I grew up in the 80s. um, So, you know, there were snack wells in the pantry. And so, you know, then in high school, you know, all of a sudden, like I started finding out that my friends had some eating issues. Um, One was almost hospitalized. And then I got to college and I was hearing about all these girls, you know, with their eating issues. And I realized that I never wanted to struggle as I observed other women struggling. And so I kind of set out on this whole um, kind of new health world for myself. Um, And then it so happened that I had, you know, kind of like a little health issue that I wanted to, you know, learn about for myself as well. But that's what really inspired me. You know, I was really um, I was around very powerful, successful, incredible women, um, particularly women. And um, there were a lot of st- I saw a lot of struggle. And I realized that I not only wanted I didn't want that for myself, but I wanted it to be um, I wanted ease for them as well. Mm, I think that's really powerful, you know, because so many of us start what we start because we want to solve problems and we want to make the world better, even if it's just one person at a time. So I think that's that's really special. What what do you observe is that, you know, many of our listeners are these very busy, very type A, uh, get it all done right moms. And those moms, most of them confess that finding um, the time to cook healthy meals or nourish themselves, oftentimes we nourish our children or maybe our husbands, but so hard to nourish ourselves. Um, what what would you what do you observe? What would you share with those women? Well, it's funny because people always ask me, you know, I post my photos of my, you know, beautiful dinners on Instagram and people are like, your husband is so you know, lucky. And I'm, well, first of all, I'm lucky too, as he's standing here, right, right here. Um, but 
you know, another thing is that, yes, he is lucky, but, you know, I'm lucky, too, because I'm making this food for myself. And when actually he's not home and he's on a business trip or when he, you know, is out with friends, I still will make a beautiful dinner for myself. I'll still make it nourishing. I'll still have a full plate of food. I'll still put it down and I'll still, you know, put my water in a wine glass and I'll still light a candle and I'll still put the flowers in front of me while I eat. So, you know, I think that eating well doesn't only need to be when you're around other people and when your kids are around or when your husband is around. Um, you can also really nourish and take care of yourself. Um, and that's that's what I encourage because when you take care of yourself, and this all goes back to, you know, self-love and really the reason why I even started my jewelry company. But, you know, when you take care of yourself, you have so much more energy and so much more love um, and so much more just within you that you're able to share. So, mm. The more I'm able to take care of myself, the more I'm able to take care of my husband and the more I'm able to take care of my nephews and my friends as well and my clients. Absolutely. Well, you're going to be like completely on the right track for when you become a mom, Ariel, because I can oh. I can definitely say for sure that it's, it's a huge tenant of the whole Beyond Mom mission, which is love yourself, take care of yourself, um, even if it's just the littlest thing. You know, that quick manicure or that coffee with a girlfriend or buying yourself a bouquet of tulips on a spring day. These things do um, shift your consciousness and shift how you parent. Um, so yes, it's all a part of that uh, giving yourself that love and food is such a huge part of that. Um, it, it's interesting because I, I I would love to like dig a little deeper on the subject of food with you. Um, and I, I also love seeing Camp Auntie on your social media and how you <laughs> really cook with your nephews and really share your passion for food with them. And I think sharing some of that experience with our listeners would possibly be a real inspiration to people, especially moms that maybe have negative food stuff with their kids. Yeah. So, you know, listen, um, you know, my food stuff isn't perfect. My, you know, my nephews isn't perfect either. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's really about perfection. I think for me, it's about intending to try to nourish myself as much as possible, intending that when I'm with my nephews, I'll inspire them as po much as possible. And, you know, it's not and as much as, you know, I try to, I have a type A personality and I try to make it all look delicious and make it all pretty and make it all perfect, of course it's not perfect. So, um, but when I'm with my nephews, you know, I think that, first of all, it just lights me up to be around them. Um, so I can't really even imagine what it's probably like to, to be a mom and to cook with your kids, but also just to be with your kids and hold your own kids. Um, but I just love being with my nephews. And one of my favorite things is to cook with them. Um, and one of the reasons why is because when I'm in the kitchen, um, first of all, they, you know, they are picky eaters. Um, my sister is such a wonderful mom and she tries her hardest. And when, when Aunt Camp Auntie comes over, um, you know, I try to kind of mix things up and I think that that's really helpful. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, mothers can do as well. But what I see a lot, so recently I went um, to a client's house and, and we're trying to help her picky eater as well. And um, one of the things that she told me that she did was she tried to hide foods. She tried to hide healthy foods. Like if she's making a smoothie, she'll just like, you know, throw in the hemp seeds and not tell them. Excuse me. What I what I try to do when I'm with my nephews is I actually try to do the opposite. I try like not to hide anything from them. Instead, I'll try to inspire them and like do it in a really 
a really fun and like colorful way. So for example, recently um, they actually came over to my house. One of them came over to my house and I know that he loves pink. Um, so I asked him, you know, Hey, would you, you know, what, what color pasta do you want? And I gave him the option. Do you want pink? Do you want purple? And like, I kind of just made up, you know, different colors, not knowing really how I was going to make it. And I do have the creative side of me. So I'm able to kind of like whip up just, you know, a healthy, colorful meal, but he's like, I want pink pasta. So I took some brown rice pasta and I took some beets, natural beets, and I showed him how the beets, you put it into water, boil the water, and the water will literally turn this gorgeous, hot, pink color. And, you know, he knows that, I mean, I don't know if he knows that a beet is like so healthy, but he knows that a beet is not like a piece of candy, you know, but I tell him that it's a beet and look at the color, you know, look at the the water changing colors and he gets so excited and I get so excited and then we put the pasta in and then the pasta changes color and he gets so excited and then he sits down for the meal and he actually eats it and I put like some you know collagen protein powder on and I he sees me sprinkling it on you know but he still sees that it's pink pasta Um, and so anyway to make a long story short I think that it's really important not to hide food from your children Um, and again I don't have my own child so I don't you know I can't really speak from experience with that but I can speak from experience with working with my nephews and clients and I think that when you are authentic and when you are open um, and when you are honest they will trust you as well Um, and so you know when I give my nephew's food, they know that it will make them feel good because they know that I'm making something healthy and they're excited to eat that too. Right. Well, I'm sure they feed off of your excitement as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Children vibe off of your vibe, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny because a lot of women that I've spoken to about food, um, when they're, they admit that their children are picky and, um, it's a source of almost conflict in their house. Oftentimes the confession is they themselves don't have an excited mm-hmm. relationship with food. So I do, I do agree with everything you're saying. And listen, I don't think it has to be necessarily an excited relationship with food, right? I think that, you know, I'm, a, I'm very passionate about food and this is what I do for a living. So it's easy for me to be excited and for me to spread that excitement to my nephews um, or, you know, my clients that I work with. But I think what it comes down to is more so, um, you know, being more open. And the more open you are, the more open your kids will be. So mm-hmm. I find that when my clients who are very... Um, I wouldn't say stubborn, but when they're not as open, I feel like their kids aren't as open. Um, So, you know, perhaps it's, you know, putting some hemp seeds into a smoothie just for a little more protein for their kid or, and there are very easy ways. And again, not to quote unquote, sneak these healthy foods in, but to really nourish your kids in a whole new way without it really compromising taste or texture, um, which I think is really important too. But I think really just being open to all the new varieties and new foods, I think, I think is helpful, but it's also really about patience. Um, and when I, so when I'm with my nephews, and, and this goes for really anyone, even my clients, you know, when I, when I feel frustration on their end, I'll take a deep breath, you know, and then I'll go into telling them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, the energy that you bring forth is obviously so important when you're not only talking to your kid, but also when it comes to something important with, you know, with food. And so what I always recommend, and this is what I do with myself too, is, you know, I focus on what I want, 
what I want, what I want. So if I want my nephews to, you know, try their food, I'll sit down. I'll be very patient and calm and Zen. That's my intention at the dinner table. And I'll sit down and, you know, sometimes I even have them take a deep breath and they sometimes don't even know what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, Evan and Spencer, let's take a deep breath. And they take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. And then I have the intention of them eating their whole meal. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. But I think the intention, um, when your intention is there, I think that that creates a very different atmosphere yeah, and a more positive atmosphere. Yes. Yes. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more about you and how you're bringing balance into your life. We know that healthy eating and creating a sacred atmosphere um, helps you feel that sense of self-love and commitment to that process. What else can you share that really works for you? Mm. Well, as you could probably hear the sirens in the background, yeah. um, <laughs> I live in Union Square near Randy. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very, very busy neighborhood. Um, and I grew up on, as I mentioned before, in Manhattan. So, you know, I've always been around this kind of like frenetic energy. And I feel like it's just kind of ingrained within me, um, which works to my advantage in so many ways because it helps me hustle and it helps me move forward. And I'm a great connector and it, you know, gets me here and gets me there. Um, but this year was really a, a new year for me in the sense that I really observed that I not only didn't want that anymore, but I wanted so much more Zen in my life. Um, and so that was my word for the year. I, I didn't really want to create goals for myself um, or like, quote unquote, resolutions, but um, I wanted to create a more Zen life. And so when it comes to, you know, me feeling more balanced in my work and, you know, life, I have found that when I bring this Zen kind of intention into my life, it helps me so much. So I've been buying myself flowers. I go to Trader Joe's. I get them for like $3.99. It's like the best $3.99 that I've spent all week. Um, And I'll buy roses and I'll put them in a pretty vase. And I adorn my house, um, you know, my bedroom with the roses. And I'll adorn my my dining room table and my kitchen with pretty flowers. And so that brings Zen into my world. Um, At night, I'll light candles. So when, you know, even if it's just dinner for myself, when my husband is not in, in the house or, um, wh- you know, if it is dinner with my husband, I'll light candles, um, which just kind of brings in more of a Zen atmosphere into my life. I bought new plants. I still have to get one for my bedroom, but I bought a beautiful, big uh, living room, you know, plant for my living room. And that just helps me feel like, like it's a little more country, you know, in my, in my Mm -hmm. house. Um, and so that brings in a little more Zen. Um, so that's been my intention in terms of, you know, finding this quote unquote more balance is, um, finding more Zen in my life. That's more calm, more peace. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what I love about how you talk about that is that these are all very approachable things. These are all things that we can do. And I think we tend to set these goals, like you said, that are very huge, but Mm -hmm. just to say, these are simple things that I can do to make my life feel more full of ease and, and a little more chill. Um, it doesn't take that much actually. Yeah. And, and it helps my, you know, then I'm excited to get into the kitchen and cook because my, you know, the flowers are are in my kitchen and my kitchen looks pretty, you know? And, um, when my, 
sink is being filled up with, you know, so many plates and dishes, I'll put on some music and I'll, you know, in a, with a smile on my face, with the intention of having a smile on my face, unload the dishwasher. Um, so that's really, that's been my intention to create simple, simple ways to make, bring more ease and peace into my life. That's awesome. So let's shift gears, Ariel. I want to talk mm-hmm. about, um, about your business and I want to ask you some questions about how you have established this, what I would call a multifaceted platform. Um, you know, many of the beyond moms that, uh, are part of my community and are listening in, um, first of all, many are health coaches. Many have studied, uh, some of the things you have. So I think in particular, they'll be interested in hearing insight from you. But but many of us, myself included, we share things on multiple platforms. We have our social media platform, we write, we um, speak, we record things um, like yourself having your um, cooking shows. And there's all these different ways of sharing. And then you create tangible things like a jewelry line. And I'm sure that this is a a much longer story than you can share here. But I think listeners would be really interested in hearing a bit about the evolution of of your own entrepreneurship and how you've really run this and, and continue to grow it. So whatever comes to you, I know that listeners will just love to hear more. Sure. So, you know, when I kind of looks at my, when you look at my business from the outside perspective, there, there is a lot. Um, and that's why I'm also looking for more Zen in my life because there, (laughs) there is a lot. Um, and at times to be honest, it's very distracting. Um, but one of the most helpful things that I've done in my business and the reason why I have even have a jewelry business, a jewelry line and, you know, this, um, this whole other brand is because I was able to focus, Um, and so I actually, when I went to nutrition school back in 2008, I actually didn't really even know what I wanted to do in terms of nutrition. So I had like many different passions, which is why it's kind of still multifaceted. Um, and you know, I have just different talents as well, but I didn't really know what I wanted to exactly do in the food and nutrition world. So it ended up that when I graduated, I actually didn't go right into working with clients. I didn't go right into having a cooking show that that actually happened many years later. Um, What I did was I kind of just followed my gut, but I also followed what was really getting me excited at that time. And right when I graduated from from nutrition school, I started making jewelry Um, and I had made jewelry before and I had a few pieces that so many people would compliment me on, like literally people would stop me on the street and be like, hey, where'd you get that? I'm like, oh, I've made it, but like I don't sell it. Um, And then it ended up that so many people started complimenting me on it and I was just so excited about creating something tangible for people to wear um, and that would also inspire them to really love themselves and take care of themselves. And so instead of going right into the nutrition and food world, I actually started focusing on my jewelry and that's how I was able to build my jewelry brand. Mm -hmm. So with the help of my mentor, Gabrielle Bernstein, um, we discovered that, or, you know, she kind of put me on this 30 day focusing challenge and every day for 30 days, I needed to focus on building this jewelry business. And it wasn't building a jewelry business like I thought that, you know, was out there at Bloomingdale's or, you know, I didn't, wasn't trying to be Tiffany's. I was just trying to be myself. And I was just kind of moving forward um, 
and doing what made me feel really good. It was making me feel really excited. So I had this heart ring. It's an open heart ring and people complimented me on it. And so I realized that um, it was going to be called the I Love Me ring. And so for 30 days, I focused on really building this brand. And after 30 days, it takes longer than 30 days to build a business. But um, after 30 days, you know, it kind of just turned into another 30 days of focusing and another 30 days of focusing. And within like, you know, a few months, I started this this business and um, I started getting clients to purchase it. And then Gabrielle wore it on her on her first book. Um, and, you know, other celebrities started wearing it and it kind of just got a lot of traction and the reason why is because um, I was really able to focus on that. So had I focused on my on my nutrition business while I was doing my jewelry, it would have never, ever, ever blossomed into what it what it is now. Um, and so now fast forward, I actually, you know, I kind of, you know, my husband is is very into into business, and so he's like, okay, Ariel, time to start, you know, a new line, um, not just the I Love Me collection. Um, you know, you have to kind of, you know, upsell your business and upsell your products. And I was like. But I'm kind of falling in. Lo- I'm kind of falling out of love in the with the jewelry business. You know, I I don't know if I want to create a new line. Like I'm really attached to, to this whole message of I love me, um, and so I was really authentic with um, myself. And I realized I didn't really want to continue creating jewelry. I didn't really want to be a, a jewelry designer for the rest of my life, or that's not really um, how I wanted to fully and wholly uh, define myself. So. Um, people started come, you know, coming to me and they started asking me about, you know, how my skin was glowing and how I had so much energy. And so I really started tapping into my nutrition business. Um, and now fast forward, I have, you know, a, a wellness business and a cooking show um, and hopefully other things, you know, soon and in the future. But the only way that I was able to kind of build these little businesses was to to really focus. And that's what I continue doing, too. You know, now now my focus is on like cooking classes and lectures. And the only reason why I've been able to do that is because I've been able to focus on those things. So that's what awesome. I put my focus on is really what um, what blossoms. Well, I hear, I hear focus as a keyword. I also hear listening to yourself, listening mm-hmm. to your passions. And, um, I, I would say I, I really relate to that. I feel very similarly. There's been things and <clears throat> opportunities that have crossed my path. And if it just doesn't feel right, and I can't even completely apply that to logic, it's a feeling I say, no. And sometimes I've pursued things where it's just like, I just want to do it. I just feel something for it. Um, and I think that is like living through your your intuition and your passion, which is a beautiful, freeing thing to do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah I've been wonderful. listening to Esther Hicks. Um, mm-hmm. And Esther Hicks, if you don't know who she is, um, you know, you can literally, I, I just Google her in the mornings. Um, that's how I create more balance in my life too. I love listening to her. But what she says is focus on what you want, focus on what you want, focus on what you want, focus on what feels good. You know, so like throughout the day, say to yourself, oh, this feels good. Oh, this feels good. And like do more of that. Um, I think as women, you know, we're just naturally more intuitive. And so we could really tap into that part of ourselves. If I talk to my husband about like, oh, do what feels good. It's a little harder for him to get. But I think as, you know, mompreneurs and, um, you know, as, as women, um, you know, feeling what feels good comes a little easier than, um, you know, on the male side of things. Mm. Have you, have you, um, 
received, and well, you obviously mentioned Gabby as a mentor, um, but in terms of like really kind of grabbing these passions uh, by the horns and driving uh, different businesses, are there any other resources that you've turned to that you would suggest others do? Really good question. Um, yeah, I've definitely taken classes in the past, you know, for business. Um, I think that what has been really, really super helpful is the work that I've done with Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, she's now doing a master class, which is um, really trying to help people focus on their businesses and really build their businesses and build their brands, which I would definitely recommend. And um, Randy, maybe if, you know, we could put a link, um, you know, if you're going to be putting this on on your on your beyond mom blog. Um, and when I share it as well, I could put a link to that as well. Um, so that's been really helpful, but I think really what it is, it's aligning myself with not only like-minded people, but people that I admire and people that really inspire me. Um, so my acupuncturist, Amy Raup, I don't know if you're familiar with her. I I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, she has a successful acupuncture business. Um, she's written two books and she has, you know, three different locations for her acupuncture business. And she brings so much joy into her practice. And it's just so authentic, you know, how she is at her office is the same how she is outside of her office. Um, and not only that, but she is very successful. And so, you know, I really try to I, I just love surrounding myself with really inspirational women. Um, and so, you know, if you are looking into really building your business um, or if you do, if you haven't even built your business yet, or you do have dreams of building a business, you know, reach out to those people that inspire you. Um, and, you know, even if it's not coffee with them or tea with them, maybe it's just, you know, um, going to an event of theirs just to be around them. And so that's what I do too. You know, I'll just, I'll just go places where, you know, I want to feel inspired and, um, and that's been really helpful. Yeah. I feel like everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, me too. Um, which is great. Uh, I completely concur. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the things I've done thus far have come from that, just surrounding myself with women that make me feel inspired and I learn something from and, you know, yeah, maybe they're not people that you can send an email to and, and set up a coffee date, but you can go hear them speak. And I mean, especially or you living- can listen to their podcasts. I mean, yeah, so there's so many wonderful ways, but it's like literally bathing yourself in inspiration and fueling Mm. yourself with information um, that speaks to whatever you're trying to build. It's a very powerful thing to do. Mm -hmm. And listen, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's, I don't want to say difficult. I feel like that's negative, but you know, there have been times when on, you know, if I'm following people on Instagram that really inspire me and it just gets so overwhelming, I'll unfollow them. Um, and when I feel in a place where I feel inspired again and where I feel like I'm not going to be overwhelmed and I'm not going to feel like it's competitive, I'll follow them again. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a great point, Arielle, because I, I think I suffer from that too, where you compare yourself to people that do something semi-similar to you and then you start to question everything that you do. Is it good enough? Is it enough? Why am I not that? Yeah. And then what it comes down to again is focusing, like focus yeah. on what you're really good at, you know? Um I don't have a book yet and, you know, it's definitely something that, that I want to do. Um, and so when I see other people with books, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, but that's, that's something that I want. So that's like inspiration for me. But on another note, and not to say that I'm comparing myself and I'm comparing them to me either, but you know, when I focus on what I'm really good at, like I'm really good at being with people. I'm really good at coming up with creative recipes and healthifying people's, you know, 
favorite foods, favorite unhealthy foods. Like that's what I'm really, really good at. And someone else might not be as good as that. You know, I'm really good at putting events together. I'm really good at putting on cooking classes. I'm really good at, um, you know, doing lectures, you know, at corporate companies. Like that's what I'm really good at. And I'm not good at so many other things, but instead of focusing on, on what I'm not good at, I really just try to focus on what I am good at. Otherwise it will totally put me in like a downward spiral. So I'd rather go on the upward spiral. Yes. And you are legitimately good at all those things. I have been there and I have seen it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Randy. <laughs> so thank tell, you. um, tell our listeners, um, where exactly they can follow you and learn from you. Sure. Um, so my, my Instagram handle, be well with R-E-L, B-E-W-E-L-L with R-E-L-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. It's kind of a good snapshot, snapshot of, um, you know, what I make and kind of my whole healthy lifestyle philosophy. So if you feel inspired, would love you to follow me. Um, I try to live, you know, a, a colorful life and I will say that, you know, I, I really do, um, always intend to walk my walk and talk my talk. So, um, follow, you can follow me on Instagram. And then I also have a website called be well with com. And as you'll see there, I do do private cooking classes. So if you live in the New York area, um, I do private cooking classes for, uh, for singles, for couples and for families, making family friendly, friendly foods. And yeah. And then I also do corporate lectures and I also, um, my dream is to have my own cooking show. So, um, but you can't find me on TV yet, but you can find me on online. Um, and so you could watch the shows, um, and you could go there through my, through my website. One is called treat yourself and the other is called clean eating. And they're fabulous. I Thank love you, them. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Can you Thank tell? Thank you. You're so positive. Thank you. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. Takes one mm-hmm. to know one. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to On Air with Beyond Mom. This is Randy, Beyond Mom founder, and I hope that this conversation with our friend Ariel and the other interviews that we've posted are inspiring and uplifting and give you some of that food for thought that you need as you're navigating motherhood and businesshood and selfhood and the mixture of all three. It's such an interesting time, and we do need each other um, to help navigate it with just complete positivity and forward motion. So thanks for tuning in and we look forward to having you back next time. Take care. Bye-bye.